You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Four, three, you guys are so happy I'm back. One. Hi, I'm the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. God, we can finally talk about all this stuff we've been watching. Let's do what, it. What an exciting time. It is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I sat today wa- trying to catch up on some of the stuff, you know, watching the latest episode of the Marvel Disney show, and then you turn around and got to watch the new comic book cartoon on Amazon and catch the newest trailer of, you know, some blockbuster superhero movie coming out after you saw some unbelievable that it even exists four hour cut of a superhero movie this week on it's, it's ridiculous. An embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Yeah. We are spoiled as fans. We really are. Even, Even friend of show Russ here. He just, I was just on Facebook as we were just talking before we started. He even posted about like, I just watched Invincible. I just watched, you know, episode two, Falcon Winter Soldier. I just, and I watched Flash and I watched Superman and Lois. And I watched, he's like, this is insane to be all this stuff on everything, you know, every platform there is right now. Can you imagine once upon a time, we actually had to take a remote and flip through channels to find something to watch. And it wasn't superhero related, no. I'm sure. If it was, it was Mutant X, and that was as good as you got. <laughs> but yeah, the world the world wasn't quite ready to quit WandaVision. Like people were still talking about that. They were still oh, a producer said this was a cutscene. You know, they were still getting news stories out of that show. And boom, Disney Plus hits us with Falcon and Winter the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Already, we're we're rolling. We're two episodes into it already. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and it's yeah. good. It is. I, I I was um. I thought this had the possibility to be something I really liked. I always liked that odd couple, um, not a list, you know, heroes, anyways, and so I had a, I kind of had high hopes for it but i was i was at the same time i was kind of like don't get too excited there's probably a reason why they put wandavision out first when you know instead of this one like a whole bunch of stuff and then that first episode hit and i was just like man yeah i'm feeling this this is great got some action back it feels feels very much like those you know 20 however many marvel movies we've watched so and it does that thing like we've talked spotlighting some characters who haven't got a whole lot of screen time. Like, you know, Bucky's been in six movies or whatever it is. And probably we've probably seen him more in this show already than Mm. all the movies combined. So it's nice to be able to, you know, that opening scene with the, the, you know, the the planes and the skydiving and like, that's crazy action, but then you can slow down and have a therapy session and a quiet moment. And, and, you know, the, the show just gives you that space that a two-hour movie just can never do. So I, I, as I said, this was 
not high on my list. Like I, I was looking forward to it, but yeah, I didn't think it was going to be the best thing I've ever seen, but it's had moments that have just really clicked with me. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Well, it is right up my alley as far as being cap lore. Yeah. And this should be your the, show. Take the two different stories here. Three even where you've got who will wield the shield. They brew Baker did after, uh, Buck, you know, Winter Soldier came back and Cap died in the comics. And then it was, will it be Sam? Will it be Bucky? And, you know, who, who's going to, who's worthy of picking up the shield in that run in volume five, mixing that with this later run we had where it ended up being Sam mm-hmm. getting it after Bucky did it, you know, but, but then later Sam and there was a, a new Falcon and, and all that. And then, you know, how, how society accepted him as, as a, you know, black Captain America mixed with the iconic Mark, probably one of my favorite runs in comics is Mark Grunwald's run uh, through the, you know, three hundreds and into the four hundreds where he's had, you know, Johnny Walker, super Patriot become a cap and, Cap being the captain and all, all that, mixing those stories all into this one show seamlessly is incredible. It's, it's a, just a great. It, it's I, I like the first episode, but the when they slowed down here in the second episode and introduced Johnny and, and just like let it let you see what how they were going to do this story, and I, I was so. I wasn't sure what they were going to do, how Wyatt Russell was, they were going to introduce this character because it's not exactly like the comics. I mean, they've had to change it to fit into the universe they've created here. And that's, that's Kevin Feige from the beginning has done that so well, picking and choosing moments and characters and storylines, never adapting them exactly, but tweaking them and making them modern and making them fit the continuity we already have. So just the behind the scenes construction of the Marvel universe, we always crow about, but I said, even, even on this little show, it fits in so well with, you know, the Chris Evans, Captain America, where we left that, where, where we left these other two characters, where we left the Marvel universe as a whole with the blip and all this stuff. Like it just, everything just fits so well. And I, I'll never stop being amazed by how well they're able to to, to to seed this stuff in. And to go back and use this old things. Like, I mean, I heard mention the power broker, you know, which is going to explain all these super, you know, super soldiers. And, and you've got the, instead of Carl yet Carly, uh, where they mm-hmm. changed that. And that's that girl from uh solo, isn't it? I'm I pretty sure. sure it is. I sat there watching. Was... I was like, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah she's great and she so she's going to be like at least one of the faces of the flag smasher and and i don't know i just i'm i was bowled over by it and you i feel like this is one of those things again that they do so well where the villains you know or the at least the uh antagonists in these shows are you're going to be able to see their perspective. I totally, mm-hmm. you know, you could totally see John's perspective throughout this second episode. And he's so, I mean, he's a charismatic, likable character for 
a lot of it, you know, and you've got Lamar Hoskins, uh, you know, battles. What's it, is a battle star. Battle battle star. star. <laughs> yeah. And then freaking the surprise, which I kind of thought, would they say anything about him this season? Isaiah Bradley, you know, it's just like, what a, what a great thing to throw in there. And mm-hmm. how this, I mean, this is deep stuff. This is going to get messy. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the cops coming, you know, all, all of that stuff. This is going to be a messy series. I'm kind of sad that it's only six episodes. Hmm. How are they going to, they've dug a hole here. Yeah. How are they going to wrap it all up? Yeah. Uh, we're we're a not... third done. We're a thir- Zack Snyder wouldn't have even introduced all his characters yet. Yeah. There'd still be girls singing about smelling what Aquaman was wearing. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's there's been good action scenes. Yes. Yeah. The first one had the stuff in the sky with the helicopters and skydiving. The second one had the, the semi-trucks. de Lipa. The Batroc. Second the episode had shot. the semi-trucks. But to me, that's all background. Like, yeah. I almost zone out. Like that stuff is cool looking. The stunt work is great. The effects are great. But it's like, okay, I've seen it before. I I don't like you know, I don't want to be cynical that way. But, no, but just to me, the little the character stuff and the dreaded where... politics, like the, the political angles they're going at <laughs> amaze me at what they're trying to say <laughs> about America and our current time right now. And I, I don't know how uh uh, how how deep <laughs> how deep the show will get into that, or how how much we should get into it. I love that they're not shying away from it. Like I, you would never think that uh, Disney would do this. Mm, definitely, uh, seriously, mm-hmm. they are going for it. Yeah, like like that. I mean, think where we are right. That's what the show is about. Mm-hmm. We are on the back end of a pandemic where we lost half a million lives in this country. And the government wasn't like the government failed us. They didn't, we didn't get, you know, financial support. We didn't get health care that we needed. Like we were just kind of left on our own. And here comes this show about, a you know, the Thanos snapped and created a blip. Like it's the dumbest, goofiest sci-fi concept. But in this universe, there's a tragedy and we're exploring how the the government dropped the ball. They can't, you know, they can't keep up with the, you know, yeah, the, how many people need help. The infrastructure like, that's a I'm still is feeling. We're lacking. all living through that right well, now. I would have thought. This is the show commenting on what we're living through right now. That's so funny because I was on the same wavelength as you, except a little before. Like, I've been this watching the show and realizing the state of the world that they're implying. It's like. I'm more take the blip as like it was it's supposed to be five years. So for five years, I don't care which side you're on, for five years, half the people you knew you couldn't reach anymore. They weren't there anymore. And so it's like that's how we've all felt. And that that just matches per- perfectly up with that universe. And now they're back, maybe, or like how how are we tentative around everyone? And it's just yeah, I, I wish that I wish this was a, a longer series. I don't, I don't know whether partway through the. I hope they don't go partway through and back, back up quickly from what they're doing. You know, I I just hope they can satisfyingly flesh out this story. 
because I, I think everybody's doing a great job. That that uh, uh, scene that made no sense that that they both had to suddenly have a um, therapy session, <laughs> but that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, but still very well done. And you know, just getting, you know, move progressing like their relationship. And I, I I'm impressed with Anthony Mackie. I, everyone else, I kind of expect, but I've always kind of. You know, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not, but he's been very good in these first two episodes. And I'm just, I think it's only getting better. One of my favorite things about episode one, which is kind of trivial, but it's just along the lines of how do superheroes get paid of when they're in the bank trying to get the loan? I knew, I knew it was a thousand, it's a thousand dollars a week. (laughs) And him asking like, how do you guys get paid? Like that was so great. I mean, I love that scene. Like, because I mean, it, it it put it in like real world. Oh yeah, yeah situations. Yeah. You get paid from the Tony Stark <laughs> Foundation, thousand dollars a week. It's a, it's always been. You can live at the mansion if you want to. <laughs> I think my wife's watching something about some girls at a mansion. Oh, that's that's something totally different. Some cable. <laughs> okay, we could truckle on. We'll get. We'll cover some more of that in a yeah. couple of weeks. Catch up with it. See where we're at. But so far, I really like Dwight Russell. I was impressed with him. And well, I, I, I thought he he was great in the way he needed to be. Where that first episode, he was in it for ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Right? And he immediately became a meme and a reference for people who are disappointed. And like, he's a <laughs> letdown and a lesser version of something like, you know, my face wins. Yeah. My face wins. the store sold on this. Like I get the generic version. You know, like that kind of, like, that's exactly what he needs to be. He'll right. never be Steve Rogers. Right. And but that's how the all... public took it. The real life public took him as an actor. Exactly how that character would be taken in the Marvel universe. That was so perfect. But it also goes right along the lines of the the first Avengers movie where we love Cap in this first movie and then we see him in the suit in Avengers and we're like, WTF? This, yeah. this, what is this? Yeah. And that's the same thing with... First Spangled Man with a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when he shows up, like I've, I've seen that meme of where they compare um, the new Captain America versus the guy in Up with the, the mask. Mm-hmm. Like, Fix, fix the mask to fit his face. It's not hard to do. You can do this. <laughs> but he was good in that second episode. He had some of that Kurt Russell swagger to it. Like, he had a, a good presence. Like, I don't think he's a straight-up villain. Like, he, at least now, he, he's trying to do the right thing. He'll never be Steve again. Like, he doesn't yeah. have that moral compass. But Yeah, it's, not, it's a very good... Yeah, I love that. I've always loved that John Walker character in the comics that that has that feel like he had, he's earnest and me and means well, I am curious if they take it down that, that personality, it doesn't look to me like they're going to take it down that road of where he's like a little bit of crazy. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a, that's a character. He's always been the modern day version of Captain America, you know, I love that new shield though in the 
the newer version of that U.S. Agent Shield in the comments. The one that keeps getting re- broken and replaced. Yeah. But <laughs> set it says U.S. Agent on it. And it looks really yeah. cool. Anyway, I don't I don't like this shield too much. Like no, they changed the it's like it's almost like is there something what is there. Mm-hmm. It looks like something's going to come out of it, like a, another Red Wing yeah. or something. It's just like, it's not, they've changed something, and I, I don't know why they do it. You know? we'll, well, I'm sure we'll talk costuming <laughs> in our Enough uh, about piping. Justice League review. But yeah, the Catherine, it's, a, it's overly, too many lines, too much detail. Like, mm-hmm. it could be better, simpler. But I, I just, before we leave this, I have to get into like the, the layers of, of, meaning and depth to this show I, again like even that shield it, it's all about the importance of symbols you know steve rogers is a symbol this shield is a symbol and it's it, you know america that's you know we and the, the representation that 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 we always talk about you know you need to see yourself you have to have something to aspire to you have to see something to believe in and captain america was that naturally as like, mm. are you going to be able to force that into yeah. somebody else? So it's we're dealing with all that stuff, and I don't know how dark it's going to get, but like that idea of like using it's it becomes yeah, it becomes a product, right? Using the, him as a prop. Like, yeah. Hey, everyone, here's a new Captain America. Love him. <laughs> the first he's draped in the flag. The first you know scene on the football field. With the the band and they're wearing the matching costumes and they're it's playing marketing, they're marketing playing the game. updated man with the plan you know the whole it's thing. the same thing over again well yeah. I and I and I thought that was another thing about the whole therapy session where they kind of actually were like what their problems were and it's like Bucky is so the woke come on. What, why wouldn't you? We're not racist. Why don't you just yeah. do this? Why didn't you do this? Exactly. And he doesn't understand that Sam can. Sam's got to be like, can I wear the colors of a represent a country that doesn't maybe represent me? You know, mm. do I need to explain all this to you, or you just you know you don't understand it? You think you accept me, so so you know, all this these makes things. Sense all these things that have had are ha- the loan application getting hassled by the cop, all these things that are like, look what black people have to go through in America. It's like, it's showing Sam like how he's been treated all his life. And like, is he immediately going to trust he's going to be treated? Well, is the government going to, you know, trust him to do the same stuff they let Steve do? Are the American people going to get behind him? And it shows B- Bucky. Let's use the word privilege. Bucky's privilege. Just be like, no, Sam's great. Your merit should be all that matters. You're you'd make a great Captain America. And Sam's like, you don't, you don't, you're not seeing what's happening. Right. Because Bucky's never had to deal with that. As a he's older than a baby boomer, I guess. He's the greatest yeah. generation. But yeah, like right. that's just like what we just we should all be colorblind. Everything's fine. You you have the skills, you should be Captain America. And that's peeling this back saying America doesn't work that way. Yeah. Just because you're the best doesn't mean you're gonna get ahead. There are other factors systemically <laughs> entrenched in this country that you're not going to make that path easy. And it's like, holy crap. Like th- this is a TV show for kids. And they're doing it. Uh, yeah. Like, in that amount of time. So, well, that's a, yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was definitely impressed with that. It, it, it hits pretty hard, it, uh, you know, in, in a good way. Um, but, uh, you know, I, and, 
even the other stuff, the Bucky stuff, you know, the PTSD stuff that he's dealing with. And I, I love him hanging out with that guy, that old guy that's like Yuri. a million years old. It just like just that is so cute. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, well, like I'm this old. Dude. That, yeah, because he's the same age as him, and like even like Battleship, the, episode, the board game is almost too new. <laughs> I, I honestly, when I first saw that scene in the first episode, I thought that was one of his wartime buddies. Like I yeah, thought that's I did too. what they were going yeah, I with. I figured it was a Howling Commando or mm-hmm. something. I yeah. did too. So yeah, yeah that Howling twist Com- was really strong of like, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. No, it was it kind of was a complaint though to me, like that that again he killed some somebody, you know, just randomly that anyway. Yeah. To me, the whole core of the show when he says this suit comes with expectations, like again, we've had 20 movies of Captain America, like showing we've had the time to show what that symbol means to the people of the Marvel universe and how hard it would be to follow up. And that I, I was reminded of that, that thing people have said about running for president before that anyone who wants it probably shouldn't have it. Right. Like if you, if you would want to be Captain America, there's probably something wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you you probably don't have the temperament. So like if that's we the idea, to... if this is well, if that's the idea, this Johnny Walker's like I want to be Cap. I'll I'll save the day. Means he's the wrong guy for the job already. Even if he's not quote unquote evil or a bad guy, right? It, it's kind of already setting up. You're you're not Captain America. You're 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 always going to be some lesser version. So just even just having that stuff as the baseline, even if it's all from now just action and fun, witty banter, buddy cop stuff like it's already surpassed anything i needed it to do for me so good job yeah so good job good job <laughs> all right let's... stamp of a boom that's right so let's move on here we had the first three episodes drop of robert kirkman's invincible on amazon prime Knock it off, Todd. I think Amber's been pretty clear about how she feels. I'm nothing like my dad. I want to be just like you. I fought to keep this planet safe. Your power's got to be due any day now, son. (laughs) Morning. I'm scared, Dad. What if I can't do this? Follow me. Slow down. Land. I said land. Stop! Get up. I'm actually getting used to this a little. That's not good. You need to be better. After everything he's done, how can I live up to all that? You need to decide what kind of hero you want to be. That was you. In the blue and the yellow? Why don't you meet the team after school? May we count on you in the future? Yeah. Think so. And bored of this. Guys, can I say one thing? Probably not. Holy <laughs> Yeah, how good was this cartoon? And that was just the first episode. Well, I, I can How many tell has you, everyone watched? I watched three. I, I watched got one. Three. 
Yeah, I watched two. Yeah, I can tell you, Michael, that uh, the 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 next two are just as good as the first, the first one. So, and Cliff, I wondered about you because it, it's this is definitely a more adult, yeah. violent sort of uh, mature thing, and that doesn't that's not always your bag of. No, well, yeah, it's not always my thing, but um, I think just I I don't feel like they marketed the the show as if it was you know i think i feel like it's it's a one of gonna be one of those sleepers that's gonna build word word of buzz mm-hmm. and then people are gonna start flopping i mean like rick and morty if you think about rick and morty when it first came out a lot of people weren't really behind it and i wonder how many boom how many parents are gonna see that cartoon pop up and start watching with their kids and that yeah. first episode is going to, there's going to be some irate people. There's I mean, pretty, pretty blatant warnings there. 18 plus, but mm-hmm. you can well, sneeze. Say, no one pays attention. No. My, my wife does not love or like blood in any type of movie show. And unfortunately, and fortunately, she got sick at the right time tonight where she did not see anything. Oh. Well, doesn't I mean, love her like it, but unfortunately, unfortunately, it's very violent. I mean, it's a cartoon, but it's very violent. Um, there's language, but language. It didn't feel like it and it took over the story to me. Like all star cast. Oh, the yeah, voice cast is amazing. Miraculous. I said, when we first announced this, I said it was probably the best voice cast yeah. ever assembled for anything. Right. Stan, I can tell you. Sandra O, oh, J.K. Simmons, Gillian Jacobs, Walton Goggins, Jason Mantzoukas, Zachary Quinto, Mark Hamill, Clancy mm-hmm. Brown, Seth Rogen, Zazie Beetz, Andrew Rannells, Mahershala Ali, John Hamm, and like twice that many. There's... Everyone who's ever been on the walk. A million Dead. people. If, if there's that's a speaking the part, it's some famous person behind it. So, well, that's right. half the fun. Is like when you're listening to it, mm-hmm. not knowing who they're playing. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, that's that and that's that. Yeah. But I can honestly tell you when I was watching the first episode, because I was eating dinner. Well, unfortunately, my wife was too. But uh, as we're eating dinner, like I am literally staring at the TV, not even paying attention to my food. I was so enthralled, like, like it even got to the point where like because we have like this table that like it rises up to like eat in the living room yeah. like our coffee table i was on my knees like eating my food like looking at the TV a little going, kid saturday morning like, yeah, yeah. I mean, your bean exactly bag? i was like again holy snikes I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure the rest of us had but jordan how how much or all of this series had you read did you that's read? what i was just gonna I, ask i am currently halfway through the second omnibus or compendium so mm. i'm about i've read about 70 issues of it that's a hundred right it's 125 something like that so yeah I'm, I'm about halfway and it's very faithful the art is taken you know it looks mm. like ryan otley's character design costume design everything's very faithful but I, it might be better. I, I hate to say that two episodes in, but like Kirkman took a while to figure it out. The characterizations, the pacing of it, like the twist that happens in this first episode happens, I think, seven issues in. So the first six issues are all just fun superhero yeah. stuff. And it's all pretty generic. And then there's this twist and then like a whole bunch of stuff happens real fast. So 
I feel I, again. I feel you can go back, like we said about the Marvel universe. He, they're going to pick and choose the best of it, and kind of you know mm. fix some of the speed bumps. And also, the book's not that old, but the show is much more diverse. Basically, every character in the original is white, mm-hmm. and they have made Mark and his mom of Asian descent. Uh, the girlfriend Zazie Beetz character was white in the comic. They made her African American. Mm. They, they they've just changed the world a little bit. Just a few tweaks here and there to to be a little more uh, <laughs> a little more modern in their right, their right. takes. And, hmm. and see, that was my problem with the original series. Is I've honestly only read one issue, and it was the first issue, and that's what I thought it was very generic. I was like, okay, this is Superboy. You know, this is Superman, like his son, Superboy, and that's the story. Seen it a million times. You've seen yeah. that, or, yeah. That beginning, but, you know, but that, but that's what's cool to me, though. Like this is in the same time. You know, we just had the boys. We've mm. had we've had these violent deconstructions already. Oh, it's very the boys. But the boys is not going to do that's the alien invasions, other dimensions, mad scientists. Like this show is yeah. love of comic history. Yeah, all the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all the goofy, silly, you know, Silver Age stuff, but in a more you know <laughs> modern uh, yeah. context. Yeah. So you're gonna get that stuff that we all love that some of these other shows would never <laughs> would never get to or have time to do. So there's a, there's just I don't know. And there's stuff in the comic. They'll introduce a character. Like, it'll be one page. Some character will show up and like, I will take over the world. And he'll just swoop in and punch him. And you'll never see that character again. And then there'll be stuff they set up in issue two that doesn't pay off till issue 20. So, like, it's a very complex world with a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts and a ton of characters, which you even just a few episodes in, you can tell how many characters are going to be involved. So there's just, there's a whole lot of room to play here. And I think they could make something really good out of it. Having this sprawling world. It did remind me quite a bit. I loved it. It reminded me quite a bit of um, DC's young justice cartoon. That's been out the last few years. We just got an announcement for a season four outcoming of that, but having such a, a diverse cast, a large cast, and with a lot of characters that they kind of, you know, yeah, they flush out a little bit um, through these long sto- story arcs. But of course, you know, that show can't really, hasn't been able to really do the adult stuff like this one has. I mean, it has mature themes to it and, and it has a huge fan base to it. Um, but uh, at its core, it's still a, a, a kid's cartoon show where this is, you know, this is obviously uh meant for an an older audience. Yeah, this I, is solid and, blood. And what I think is like for people like me that gets most excited about this is because if you think about all this multimedia that's out there, this is from a independent creator that I mean, yes, it's through Image Comics, but he owns all of this. Like this is just well, one well, multiple creators because of the artists and stuff that helped create it, but it's not owned by Marvel or DC. This is independently owned, and to see the quality of it fleshed out like this is amazing. 
for yeah, I'm not, anyone I'm not sure, that's working I'm not sure that we way. even said this is Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead, was the writer of this as well. And yet, how easy is it to launch a superhero universe that's not Marvel or DC? Like, yeah. Every publisher has tried it, and most of them don't don't catch on or last very long. So I love to have those, an independent the... superhero story is pretty rare. I mean, just like every you know, the boys or any other show like that, it's just like, well, we're just going to have – it's just the Justice League. You know, the, you know, it's just different names. Yeah. You know, it's like we're not, we don't have time to create a bunch of new powers and, uh, you know, just the same template <laughs> again. Let's just do that. And there, but fine. I mean, that, that's the, that goes back to the whole history of comics is everything that comics have ever created was based off of something else. Right. Like, so like why, why waste of- your time? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's based off of what we love. And the and world, just, like, these last couple years has prepared the world for a show like this. Like, everyone you know now knows comic history. They know right. the archetypes. They know these types of characters and this kind of storyline. So they can dive right in, and it's a familiar place to them, not just this small niche culture anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this show was possible 10 years ago, but it's definitely possible today. So we got, now it's going to be eight episodes. So we got three dropped oh, right off the bat. That yep. That's it. Hmm. That's what I see. At least now, it, for the first season. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least there they're long. One. Each one's like. Yeah. They're, minutes they are minutes. long yeah. episodes. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I'm surprised they're, they feel long because they run to the credits and then there's still more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That threw me that first. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. I, I stopped it and just to check and see if they had just seamlessly went into the next episode. I was like, no, this is still it. I love the, I love the gimmick of not saying his name and just, yeah, just that's, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There, There is one problem I have with it. And I'm, I'm curious if uh, Jordan caught it or not, because it goes into our comic creating history did you have any problems with any of the characters, Jordan? I was—I almost said when we started this talk, "What did they steal from you?" <laughs> that's what—that's what I'm going. Do, do you remember, Jordan? Uh, nothing that I know. Please tell me it was—it's Rexplode. No, 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 no. It's short pants romance had a character called Red Russian because she was a that female like, she was said red. that name i was like that name sounds familiar <laughs> she was red she was russian and she was on the team that it was our version of the teen titans called oh, the upstarts right right so yeah she's on the team yeah and so anyway like immediately they got a lot of nerve they got a lot of nerve immediately stealing, like stealing from you stealing from the teen titans i right. can't believe it <laughs> hey a russian and, speedster that's pretty unique that was uh, and not uh, again not only was it so close a name but they also <laughs> he had to be a russian i mean go on now, I, I does it make you feel less like that was a really great idea like red what's red go with <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty clever russian like somebody's fast is russian yeah. oh man we russian like, I mean, we took it we in. took it a step further they said red rush we said red russian <laughs> was it had an in apostrophe i think yeah they, did, exactly. they didn't want you to su- to sue them that's all it was <laughs> the one thing i didn't the one thing i did get uh adam eve they gave her a little bit longer pants 
Mm. In the comic, she's wearing basically like a one-piece swimsuit mm. bikini bottom. So giving her a little bit of uh, more uh, mm. coverage was good. Mm-hmm. And then, but they changed. Uh, there's a poster and a couple references to Seance Dog. Mm-hmm. The comic he reads, and in the comics it's Science Dog, which in the mm. uh, Carl Grimes in The Walking Dead wears a Science Dog T-shirt in a couple episodes in the first season of Walking Dead as a reference to Invincible. So Invincible's favorite comic character is Science Dog, who's like a mad scientist. You know, he, he's like Doc Brown, you know, inventions, more like Rick Sanchez inventions. And they changed it to Seance Dog, where he's like a Doctor Strange kind of wizard. So I don't know what I don't know what that means if Science Dog is is uh, uh, someone else. They stole it from some other poor uh, web comic creator. I don't know if like, I missed any reference or whatever, but I I I love that it's Reginald Bell Johnson High School or whatever. But I I wanted there to be like something in the high school, like a picture of him or something. Yeah, yeah, just just some 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 sort of rever- um, reference. Was- but the, uh... your, your sister immediately picked it out. It was like, I wasn't even paying attention. And all of a sudden, she's like, that's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's so funny. And the other thing I was going to say, this reminded me of, I just remembered. It, it feels very powers. Did you not think, did you think so, Jordan? Or Yeah, definitely. It has a powers vibe for sure. This came out. Well, that bears a question. Does this exist without powers? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because it, it definitely feels influenced by that. Did this come out about so the he's same got time a, he's as got Walking his, Dead? He's got his compendium out. That's the yeah. principal. Oh, the principal's Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> the principal of Reginald Bell Johnson High School. That's amazing. See, that's what I want. I want the principal to be him. They'll be like the internet will like freak out over it. Next thing you know, he'll show up in the episode. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got here. Uh Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, right in my face. Is that a uh, penis? No. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> that was very Freudian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We see a Skippy costume on Adam Eve, and you see a penis. So yeah, it's all right. Uh, so it, they're both we're, we're one for one on shows here this week. So we're two for two. two for two. I'm sorry, two for two. Oh, okay, so now we had speaking of wait, mature superhero yeah. takes. What, what are you finding now? He's flipping. So that's the sort of uh, oh content. Yeah, yeah the, car- the cartoon's not looks, inventing the violence. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. I mean, it, uh, you just from the little bit I'd seen of Invincible before and then saw this animation, I was like, well, it looks exactly like the freaking comic book. It's, it is amazing how well they emulate his style. Like, you don't see that very often when it transitions. I mean, you can even go back to Darwin Cook's and the, the DC... Um, movie that they adapted, it still did not emulate his style as well as they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Final Frontier is what he's talking about. Yeah, I see you there. Uh, we're going to need this every week, Jordan. Uh, okay, every time I'm we just watch an episode, 
You got to go flip through pages and show us what <laughs> it looked like in the comic. And that, the, uh, the demon detective was like a, a Rorschach analog. Oh, yeah. catch That's what I thought. This is Rorschach, but then I thought it's like a Hellboy Rorschach. Yeah, if you didn't mm-hmm. catch the Herms he was given. Uh-huh. So, Jordan, do you have this on sale right now at your shop? I do. And you can have the, uh, the original like six-issue trades or 15 bucks, or you get these big compendiums for 60 bucks. Collects 48 issues worth of comics. Bigger the better for me. I want them to break my arm. I think you can put me down for volume one. Although I do say the the moment in the first episode I think was better in the comics. It built a little more. It was a little more out of nowhere. Right. Uh, When it when when it got to that moment, I had big identity crisis feels. Like also from this. That first episode, it just felt very. Yeah, you knew some bad stuff was going. On. It was all that powers, boys, identity crisis. All that, all of this, all these things influenced each other. I'm mm-hmm. sure, but you know, th- this is definitely a culmination of all that stuff. Yeah, I get. Well, that. I will say, I had a very heartfelt moment that I'll share with you guys and the listeners when I was watching the episode that might go a little deeper than it should, but when. The invincible character says to his dad, it says, I want to be like you. Like, I want to be like, that's who I want to be like. Like, that, like, hit me. I was like, oh. It's the monkey. Really, it's the monkey yeah, all over that, again. Ugh. But anyway. <laughs> he was being heartfelt, Cliff. <laughs> I ruined yeah. it. I ruined it. Oh, mute, you, mute, you, mute, you nailed it. That. You nailed that's a great reference that everyone should yeah, but this, go back yeah. and yeah, this is definitely it's hundred and twenty issues of daddy issues of like you know, him working through how to deal with uh uh I don't want to spoil, but yeah. It's it's lot lots of daddy issues on display. Like most comic books are. All right, so two for two, and then we got a trailer drop today for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I, what, I what's didn't the know title it was coming. I wasn't expecting a trailer. I, did, I, I don't know if people have been waiting on this or not, but it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, I had no idea. Because Gordon yeah. dropped it. And again, holy shnikes. What's the actual title? Uh, I think it's The Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was the first one just Suicide Squad, I guess. You gotta be kidding me. You're gonna risk the entire mission for a mental defective dress as a court jester. This is coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Team two is clear to go. Fire off. Three, two. What are you guys doing? What? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? This is a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Bloodsport. the deal successfully complete the mission you get 10 years off your sentence you fail to follow my orders in any way and i detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull can do the job so this is the famous suicide squad Nom. 
Any questions? Hand? Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I really wish this was the very first Suicide Squad. This is so we, good. We Just all pretend do. to this. Just pretend <laughs> to this. We all do. Release the David Ayer cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had no idea this was this was coming as far as the trailer went. And then when you Jordan sent it to us and Shmo, you gotta be on Shmomo News. She's <clears throat> on top of everything. That's she, what it, she dropped it. But you you're you put a little message in there about a you know, heavy spoiler. And I almost didn't watch it. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I wanna There's I no way you'd avoid it in the next year. Yeah. Like I, I so wish I didn't know that. I don't even know what you're <laughs> talking about. And I watched the trailer like what what's the who, big spoiler? Who the vil- one of the main villains the main... fighting there. Yeah. Towards the mm. end, I want a major Justice League cover. Oh yeah. Marvel light. We can spoil it because everyone's gonna be talking about it. It's a trailer. It's a freaking trailer. Yeah, the big reveal is Starro. A conqueror. Yeah. The alien telepathic starfish. The first yeah, okay. That okay, that meant nothing to me. It's like, oh, it's a big ass starfish. That likes to rain starfish. I forgot about now I can remember the comic cover with that on there, but it yeah. At the time, I was like, a silly Justice League. I mean, a Suicide Squad thing was all I was thinking. Oh, man. I, just, I got you. I, I lost my mind there for a second. I was like, I cannot <laughs> believe this didn't leak out. Like, right. well, some, That's what it. somebody told me I was talking to today. And they said, oh, that had already that had leaked accidentally. Mm. So people had already kind of known about it. So I think they just went ahead and put it out. I was just not, all I was thinking about was, is that Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> 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 I didn't even catch that. Like, until yeah. I read it. Later online, I was like, "What?" Yeah, but the Stario has a great storyline in the Justice League <laughs> with, yeah, whatever. Um, Grant Morrison and uh, Howard Porter was the artist on it. But anyway, about what? It was a great storyline with Stario, Starro or Stario or whatever. Like a more current one, or like yeah, twenty years. Uh, well, ago. I mean the last. Well, within I guess it's been twenty gosh, years, probably fifty. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Yeah, there's some good there's some good Starro uh, stories out there. That's for sure. That's a it's such a weird character, but man, I was just like, yeah, a lot of time it's used for humor, and there there's been some that are more scary or you know it's the alien invasion that mm-hmm. little starfish is attached to your face and like take over your mind. So like, it can be like a body snatch, uh, invasion mm-hmm. of the body snatchers type thing, but mostly it's used as a, <laughs> as a joke from the silver age, but. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that it's James Gunn, just, I was like, this is going to be awesome. I am going to be, and I'm not convinced it's even the, the main villain. Like it could just be, I wouldn't have thought yeah. so. I don't get yeah. random. Vi- yeah. I don't get that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and like the shot of it opening up with them in plain clothes, but they're well wearing their helmets and shit. I mean, like that mm-hmm. was so good. <laughs> yeah, I thought the tone was right. Mm. The the dialogue was there. Yeah, the back and forth dialogue was pretty sharp. The action looked good. So yeah, there's nothing well, more. A, the, nothing more needs to convince me to watch it. Uh, I I like the Jordan. And I 
so what what we saw two movies last year i i like birds <laughs> of prey or whatever yeah. so, so yeah, i like that. i did too so this looks good yeah I'm, I'm psyched looks good good stuff three mm. for three yeah so my facebook memories the other day said five years ago i posted a Zack snyder quote when he was on conan o'brien talking about how superman could swoop in to every world leader and beat them to death if they didn't do right and the, and i i posted like enjoy the new movie everybody so so i i knew the justice the original justice league came out five years ago and it took that long and that many hashtags to get Zack snyder's justice league the I mean, fabled has it, has snyder it really been five cut. years that's uh, according to, to Facebook. the Snyder Cut. Wow. I remember sitting in, in that little room in Michael's apartment talking about Justice League like it was yesterday. And that's wow. been five years ago. Or how about, ago? again, Man of Steel. Man. So this is, if, if you're unfamiliar... You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Go back but in your hole. Zack Snyder had a family tragedy. Uh, his daughter died. And if you if you watch past the credits on this one, it said for Autumn, I believe. So he dedicated this movie to her. So he didn't get to finish his original cut. They brought in Joss Whedon, reshot a bunch of stuff. There was studio meddling. No one was happy with the final product. Critics didn't like it. Fans were kind of split on it. So in the intervening years, there's been the fabled. So everybody loves the backup quarterback. You know, everything, you know, the guy who's out there is a bum. But if we just had this other thing, it would, we, we could, you know. So the fans just knew the Snyder Cup had fixed all the problems and was amazing. So they lobbied for years to get it. And now we have it. Four hours yeah. and two minutes. R-rated. Four-three aspect ratio. And it, it's out there now on HBO Max. Now, I just want to interject for a section, for a second, that I think the reason for all this, we have to go back to the Donner cut of Superman 2. Like, this is where, like, that originally started, where there was, like, this fan uproar of this version is far superior to what we saw. And when that was released, even though it was unfinished, it seemed to get critical acclaim that like this was far superior to what we originally got. So I feel like this is along the same thinking of, okay, if we actually listen to what the original vision was, it will be better than what we saw on screen. Hmm. Every time Mike, every time Michael defends this movie tonight, could you lay in that wonder woman, that the music plays every (laughs) time? <laughs> I'm gonna totally be against all three of you tonight. The closed captioning called that ancient lamentation music. <laughs> and that's as good as that's as good as I got. So that's I a Conan quote, right? <laughs> yeah. Play my <laughs> my Remember, lamentation I was music. So, 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 so against Snyder and his versions of Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. But you love the and, you know you love the the original cut I remember quite a lot. Yeah, I mean yeah, I, I liked I feel it. About yeah, that. I I I did. Like I cried when Superman was on screen talking about hope in the opening scene. I will be honest. 
Like, I love that theme. I was so excited because, again, you know, this is all the characters that I loved and grew up with, just like Seth on Avengers. I, like, but watching this version of it, I was glued to my screen, unlike you guys. Well, well, there's plenty to like about it, but what I... I'm kind of surprised. I, I don't know. I don't think there's a version of this that you won't like. That's possible. But, like, I watched, like, I started the, after we watched the, the full cut of the movie, Chris and I went back and watched the opening scene of the mm-hmm. Whedon cut. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, so this is where this has changed and stuff. And I'm like, because... HBO Max also has the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition, where it is far. If you go back and watch that, it's far superior from the theater cut because, unfortunately, they cut out a lot of scenes that makes the movie make sense. Where <laughs> that's always the trouble you, when things just don't make any sense. Well, like so I, just you need an extra hour to cement it all together. Basically, so Zack Snyder that. can't make a. Uh, a movie within two hours is what he's saying. Yeah. But I, I remember when Jordan and I went and watched Batman versus Superman, I was pissed. And I say this like, I mean, this is probably the sixth podcast I've said this. <laughs> I was so superior pissed, but not long ago, I watched the ultimate edition on HBO max and it was great. It was good. It all actually made sense where I feel like this movie has a better understanding of what the story was. I was just a little surprised because how much you like it. And I think you're always so maybe maybe not. I remember you you given a diatribe about how Superman is good and good and good and good and he's supposed to be what we strive to be and yada yada. And that this movie is like before, after future dream now then he's a bad guy all the freaking time he is the worst but, he is see, I the can, worst i superman can defend, a, we need no superman i can defend that because it's it's showing right in the first like cut scene of the death of superman is such a big deal that it like he is such a beacon of hope and he is so powerful that he is just not felt like among the earthling he is felt across the universe and this wasn't the opening scene but yeah but like the movie never the zack snyder never established that for his character like he was always he was you know snapping necks and knocking down buildings and then it's like oh the people really miss this guy he was hopeful it's like where when when but i i you're yeah you you can like lay on your beliefs in superman and you yeah that's uh, you can you obviously bring a get lot that to the table this yeah, is your, the snyder cut your, plus what michael's got in his head happen well well my issue with that is like i i kind of like ben affleck as batman i like gal gadot's best, or best, gal gadot's wonder woman a lot when she doesn't and talk i w- <laughs> i was happy with you know i was happy with the aquaman movie like it was good enough for me it all should. I feel like it should all work better. Um, I don't. I don't care for Ezra's Ezra Miller's Flash. Um, 
But but I thought in this new cut, I thought Ray Fisher's cyborg was great. Oh my yeah, I mean that. And, no wonder that guy was so freaking mad. Right. That's what I was just going to say. He thought he was about to be a star. But and then he got cut all of that stuff that he filmed. Can you imagine filming all that stuff and thinking you were going to be the heart of a movie? Yeah. And then you're nothing. It, so but it's like, here's, I, I do feel like Zack Snyder has been in such a rush this entire time with all of these films to make Superman the bad guy. Like, he wants to get to that point to where, hey, there's a story with Darkseid and Apocalypse where he, he gets control of Superman and Superman, you know, is is enemy number one and everybody's got to reunite to bring him back. Like, he, he well, welcome, so wants that to, to be the, the DC, story. DC trying to cheat the Marvel method here and go and not build movies of this guy, movies of this guy, movies of this girl that are build up to something. It's like, no, we got to skip to justice league and then yeah. do Aquaman. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it's just like, they constantly got too big of a hurry. Constantly. Here's the thing. There's always been that segment of fans who don't like Superman because he's too bright and cheery. They want to be dark and gritty. And Snyder's definitely that. He's oh, that edge lord. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything's, you know, you know, sleek and angry. But like, I don't think he 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 either doesn't get Superman or doesn't like Superman or something. Like his politics do not align with Superman. Where like he is that Ayn Rand sort of like yeah. you know the the special person doesn't owe the lesser beings anything. Like that you know if you have power and strength. You know, you just deal with yourself and don't help anyone else. You know, there's nothing in it for you. And that idea of like this whole movie, they have to get Superman back because he's the strongest. He's the most powerful. He can hurt the guy the most, not because he's a beacon of hope or he can right. bring us together or he can heal the world. It's like, no, we need someone who can punch hard. That's exactly yeah. what I mean by, by what Michael's saying. I get that you are laying that on there. And, and I, I totally get that. I bring baggage to movies all the time, but, but I think, he's never even implying that when when he wants it's all about the punching it's all about this guy's strong and and superman can be so freaking great yeah it's just like the ball is so dropped with him because he there's no contrast between these characters if they're all dark and and dirty it's like he he could i don't know i i think of i haven't read tons of superman like you but but i like you know him. I want him to be the good guy. You know when he is there, it, you can't just start with it. Start middle and end. He's the bad guy. Yeah, that's that well, was really the part of this, whatever whatever it is that I didn't like, is they put him in the black suit, and I'm like, why? It's just because he's just because of the comics. Yeah. Well, only reason is because of the because that's but, what happened when he came back. But life. in the same way, even though I like Ben Affleck as his Batman character. They did the same thing, like, they totally got parts of him wrong, too. Like, the branding of the criminals, and Batman using guns. Like, they're all principles, I feel like, Batman would never There wasn't a scene do. in this movie, Batman didn't have a gun in his hand. Right. Like, this whole movie was guns, yeah. guns, guns. It's crazy. Uh, he guns, looks guns, guns. The suit is perfect. He looks great. Yeah. He, he is, he... It seems silly to me that of all all the Batman we had, I actually I feel like that's the best looking Batman we've ever mm-hmm. had, and he does a, a a fine job at it. Except he's never Batman. He's never smart. 
he's never the best detective. He's only the guy with the biggest guns. And as long as you give him one parademon at a time, he's yeah. going to be able to keep up with all these people that far are far better than him. Like the whole point is with Batman is that they are all these people he's with are super powerful, can control all the missiles in the world or punch everything the strongest or be 15 year, hundred year old strong Amazonian woman or control the, do this be a king of all the seas. And he is nothing is no power. And, and to show that, you know, instead of doing something clever with that and showing how he could stand there with them alongside, they're like, it's because he's got these guns and this car. <laughs> it's, it's, terribly bad. now now that being said after watching this four hour thing yeah i do I, like right now i would tell you yes the snyder cut is better than oh i totally think it's better yeah. than what the first movie we got and i didn't hate it in any way i do have problems with it um but it's i don't know it, it's just weird it, it was like the clark when he's clark kent I'm fine with it in this movie, but the minute it's Superman, I'm just like, who is this guy? I don't know. I don't. And I honestly don't even, I'm bagging on it, but I actually enjoyed it. Like if mm -hmm. I, if I, you guys, I was kind of live say, saying stuff as I watched it that one night, I watched, you know, two thirds of it before I fell asleep. Yeah. But, the, but it was, I was enjoying, I had liked the epicness of it. The, the longer openings, the the less silly stuff. When like Aquaman jumps in the water, it's just like a blip. It's not like in the original, it was more of a silly, cartoony looking things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was it was a it was I just I real I like the music and all, all the things they did. I you know, the flash scene, you know, where he saves that girl was just like I love that song playing over it, even though the hot dog stuff was a bit much. But, but it's just like dragging it out is not the right way to put it to me. Like I, I think letting stuff breathe, may, you know, makes it mean more, I guess, to me. And that that was the best part of this movie and the worst part, because yeah, I I obviously I agree too. I think it's a superior product. But Seth, we had talked earlier, like. You, this isn't this couldn't exist no studio on earth would allow him to release a four-hour movie so you you either learn to do it in two hours correctly or like or th there's no reason it even should exist but yeah so you get all this extra space to to, to go into cyborg's backstory you learn a little bit more about flash we'll do two hit. movies do two movies we had infinity war and endgame yeah, yeah. stop stop when they get to the point hey guys I'm not gonna say it, but we all know what we got to do. And to be continued. There yeah. you go. We know. <laughs> it, say it. It was two movies. Yeah, but but I mean, just as far as that, this this could have been their big. No, don't even have Superman in the first movie. You know, he's dead for the whole movie, which it yeah. basically is like that. It's yeah. all you know, half this movie, and then and then and then come back in the next one. So all this freedom the final cut that he gets all this extra space and time he has adds a lot of great stuff, but it also has so much bulk and you know, 
not one, not two, but three trips for coffee. Lois, Lois makes in slow mo. In slow mo coffee. Do you so, guys know who the cop was? Like, did you all get that? No. I didn't pay attention. Oh my God, you people! That was good. Jimmy. That was Jimmy Olsen from the Superman movies, the original Jimmy Olsen. Why would oh, I? Was it? Oh my god, I should just train all of you guys. That's the whole like that is the whole thing with Superman. Like they always reuse the actors through everything that he's ever appeared in. That was the original Jimmy Olsen from the Christopher Reeves movies. That was the whole point of that whole scene. So it was pointless. So it was pointless. We didn't need three times of coffee. But there's there's also there's a lot of it like you said. Every time there's like some Snyder music added in there to a scene, I was just sitting there and I'm just like, not every movie has to be Watchmen. Like Ooh. you can do something different. Like everything he makes, I feel like is just a carbon copy of Watchmen. You know, I down saw to- somebody, somebody in a comment section mentioning that how every, you know, putting a cup of coffee on a table has that pulsing music and slow motion. Mm-hmm. So if everything has that, then it's not spe- then like nothing it's exhausting. Right. You're supposed right. to be like amped up and adrenalized for the whole movie. Every little thing is a you know. It's like no, that you have to have peaks and valleys of this yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, see, that's good. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just gonna say that's where I really enjoyed the slowing down and the speeding up of. I kept looking at it in terms of a comic book of when he would slow it down. That's a great shot of a panel in a comic book like that. Like I keep thinking of like the football scene of, mm-hmm. of, of cyborgs character, like playing football. Of, and then like there's other times where like him speeding it up into the action of, again, I keep breaking it down into like comic book panels where it's like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Like I mean, like recently I've been doing a lot of photo reference of different shots and things, and I'm like, oh, that's a great shot and an angle, and he's slowing it down to show you the whole motion of the action. I love. So what did we? Oh, sorry. I I love the uh, the new version of the the big battle, the ancient, the first time they fought Darkseid. Yes, I love. That's my favorite part of the entire movie. It's all the heroes of men and the, you know, the Atlanteans and the Amazonians and the Green Lanterns and these gods. Epic. Epic. And I could have watched one, that we understood, movie. We understood what they were fighting over. Like, right. <laughs> it made more sense what was even happening. Right. So, it's, and I, I, I will say that this, like, this was never made to be a Superman movie. Like, the Whedon cut is totally a Superman movie this was made as a justice league movie like all the other characters had i mean actually superman's almost a supporting character in this movie mm-hmm. yeah that's true well i i thought the overall special effects were lacking and I, again i don't know if that's just me watching it on my little screen not widescreen <laughs> you know like not getting the grandeur of it all, but for whatever many millions they spent on this, I, the effects, the dark side effects, the Steppenwolf effects, I just could It didn't look great. If and you I, didn't know I, who I, they were, like they're they're so the same. They're so samey. It's just like deep voice, dark, carry a 
club or whatever. I, I, like, my okay. one bad thing about all of it that I will say is with the whole, actually just how if like, if you're watching this in our special patrons only, how I'm more of a four, three box right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, I, I immediately think like, I feel like he used that as a marketing ploy, but that was really just a money thing of, if it was a wide shot, it would cost more to do the special effects. So with it being a tighter angle, they didn't have to spend as much money. I heard him say it was it was to do with the IMAX format. It was mm. that that's a better presentation than IMAX. But I, I, I don't know I, if I buy it. I think they'll do I, that, but I don't know if that it, that was that makes sense totally as an excuse i have heard that i've actually heard that used with other films before like oh we shot this this sequence for imax and it'll switch well, back and not, forth like i, I have not, seen that it wasn't before, shot so. IMAX, so yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know and and i gotta say i i do not i wandavision has ruined me guys we, for costumes i yeah. i hated every costume in this Hmm. Uh, we what, t- we talked about costume is so bad. We talked him. about uh, w- with Wanda and her new costume, and how like it's very busy. There's a lot of stripes and lines, and like compared it to her Halloween costume of just tights, yeah. <laughs> red tights, and how simple it was. Mm. And now every costume I see now, it's every it's you know, Aquaman. I okay, he's supposed to be fish scale, <laughs> but it's like line, 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 line. Every detail. Batman is very clean. It's a very cool looking costume, but there's patches on the arms and fake abs and like everything has the the mesh looking armor look. Cyborg looks like a transformer. Flash is horrible. Flash is just plates and pe- like Flash has yeah. one of the most iconic costumes ever. I know. The Red reason I'm so mad about lightning bolt. The reason I'm so mad about Flash is cuz he's one of of my favorite DC characters mm-hmm. and he shouldn't have any freaking metal on him. He looked like, more like the red Russian than they did the flag. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Which again, they went out of their way to explain it. It's this carbon polymer. Well, yeah. who cares? Who it just cares? doesn't look yeah, good. So. And Steppenwolf, I, I, he gave me a headache every time I looked at him with his little flippity floppity armor, like spiking up and like, see, like, I thought just, that was super cool. Uh, I, just, I, I was just that. imagining how annoying that would sound every time he walked by, like he had a pocket full <laughs> of change. Yeah. Every time he gets up I... in the middle of the night for a snack, everybody's <laughs> up. Yeah. The main thing with his I little loincloth love... flapping in the breeze, uh, like I hated I like how he looked. About Steppenwolf was his little face on that big body, mm. yeah. and like it didn't make it like the face. Look he looked like enough. the little alien thing that comes out of the mouth or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but he almost looked like a cute plushie that you wanted to pet, but he had all this like... Hello, my baby. Hello, my armor. Yeah, it's like a cute dog with a spike collar on. Like This version was better than the original for Steppenwolf. However, however... I don't even remember. I don't remember the original. I do agree with Seth in the fact that they all look the same. From Apocalypse, like Darkseid, Desaad, they were all just kind yeah, of gray know, aliens. If you didn't know who Desaad was. No. What, what do you take away from that? And Nothing. Especially when this is these are Jack Kirby designs that are colorful and you know outrageous. Let's just use it as it is. I mean, 
I, I don't understand how they thought that was an improvement just to make it look more alien. Yeah, we we talked for quite a long time on our WandaVision final episode about costumes and clean looks and simple lines and stuff. And I and like how it kind of worked. And it kind of is now mm. starting to ruin me for you know the X-Men leather jackets, like how it was the comic look was an embarrassment. We got to get away from that and go realistic. Everything has to look like leather and armor. And it's like the the, the better productions are proving that wrong. And this one just, uh, it was just a mishmash of 15 different costumes and each was worse than the next for me. So I, I, I just, I didn't like the look of anybody on the screen. The one thing I will say about Superman's black costume, I didn't like it at the end. Like when they were like all standing there, it was way too much black. Like that didn't make any sense. But if you go back to the first Man of Steel with the Kryptonians on Planet Krypton, they were all dressed like that in the same color scheme. Again, I get it. It references the comic and when he returns, which is a big point. Um, I understood the whole point of him having that costume, but at the very end, he should have, been back should in have showed him back in the, the red, blue, and mm-hmm. yellow costume. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, would have made more sense. Yep, I totally like, agree. He is a beacon of hope. And like that's what... To me, and again, I, I I get that I'm a little blindsided because of my love of Superman, just like of your love of Captain America, Seth. To me, it, it showed how much, like, it felt to me like the whole time Zack Steiner is trying to say how important Superman is and is showing through the different actions of this is why he is needed and this is what his character is. But he's, the the problem is, is he's showing Superman too early on where he's not fully formed and he's trying to introduce all these future elements into him. Just like the, the, the original, why I had such a bad experience with Batman versus Superman was he was showing Superman early in his career versus Batman, Dark Knight, Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it doesn't matter if he turns evil. It doesn't matter because we never got to know the good right. Superman. Yes. Right. Yeah, whatever the next version we get of Superman, it's it ain't gonna be dark. Like I don't see well, how it's, it's can... telling that 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 CW show has been airing right now as the Snyder Cut comes out with the most positive, loving, I goofy, love... hopeful yeah. Superman we've seen in a long time airing I am... right exactly now. Loving that show so much, other than the fake muscle suit. Everything else I love. Well, they can't all just be naturally ripped like you. Well, (laughs) but the one thing I will say about the Snyder Cut that I did not like was the very ending where it showed Joker and all of them. Okay, let's talk about the epilogue here. Let's get into that. That, All right, so I I was taking notes throughout this, and I, I wrote... The longer this goes, the less sense it makes for the Joker to show up. Because right. I think I was three hours into it. I'm like, I know the Joker shows up, but it's not going to yes. make any, How is it ever going to make sense when he does? And then, did it? Let's discuss. <laughs> I did I, notice I, he didn't say we live in a society. Uh, release the uh, we live in a society cut. <laughs> the one thing that I, for, I forgot to mention before we go into this, it did affect the parademons. Like the whole reason why they existed and what they were doing, 
like in the weed and cut, it was that they were attracted to fear versus this one. They were following the scent of the mother boxes. Well, if you look like you're falling out of your chair. (laughs) You look like you're sliding down your chair. It was a weird take also. To, there, there were no civilians involved in this big final battle. The Whedon version, it was yes. like they, he went out of his way to show them saving people, evacuating houses, getting people out of the blast zone. And like there were no civilians involved at all. You two clowns are <laughs> yucking it up on the camera over there. Trying to make Marvelites. <laughs> For patrons. <laughs> Okay, so we got like a 30-minute epilogue that sets yeah. up about three more movies that we're never going to get. <laughs> right. I don't... This is all new footage. This is like, this is what they spent their money on. Yeah. He was like, so I'm going to set up this stuff that's never going to happen. So I weird. figured this was the whole point of this is to say, hey, this was where we were going to go. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I do. Well, I, got, I got the scoop on that before we, we're done. Will so. you explain to me what... What, and what good the Joker was going to do them in this situation? The other thing I have to say is I feel like throughout this whole, the whole Snyder Cut movie, but I, I want to point out there was some shots that I feel like were reshot of Ben Affleck because there were some things where, like, I remember watching, like, well, not watching, but seeing pics of him beefing up for the role. And then seeing these shots of him like much more toned down, and it's like, okay, this <laughs> is after the effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is very, this is slim athlete. He's standing there he's by Deathstroke, and he's, he's walking his dog. He's got a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, did anyone else notice that? I, I just knew it was later. It was it. This is like yeah. the added on stuff that they did, did later. Okay, so it's the the thing with Deathstroke and Lex Luthor on the boat that right. from that was the original tag, and so okay, he reveals the Batman's Bruce Wayne. Okay, that's never that's never going to amount to anything. <laughs> uh, we had Martian Manhunter show up. It's like, hey, I'm Martian been, Manhunter. I've been here all along. I know what's going on. I didn't help at all, but I'll be back next time. <laughs> Right. All I t- Where when was, I was watching, he? When I was watching I, that, I was so freaking mad when he, you know, when after you see it's a dream or whatever, and he sta- he goes and tells freaking Bruce Wayne, by the way, and you could call me Martian Manhunter. I was like, I freaking hate that. It made me actively mad. My blood pressure went up. I I'm sick of people announcing their names. And looking at the camera and just like I am this person, and and I wanted so bad for if it would have been perfect if he just said John, call me John. I need to interject. Is that what you're going to go with, Jordan? What? What? The no. Green Lantern thing? No, no. I okay. was going to say it would be so much better if we if he called himself Martha Manhunter <laughs> <laughs> because he posed he first posed as Martha and it's yeah, like it's exactly it's like hey I'm Martha I'm Martha Manhunter signing off <laughs> that was one of the few things that Zach did not get to do is he actually that was supposed to be that was worth it Jordan that was good no. Yeah. That wasn't supposed to be Martian Manhunter originally it was Green Lantern he had an actor shot the scene 
Like it was additional footage he originally made that. Yeah, that guy's was... a well. That guy's a well-known actor. Like he mm-hmm. he was in yeah. the previous versions as that char- that uh, military character. So it would make sense if they're going to go him for. John. But wouldn't it be better yeah. if he just said, I- "I'm John" or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's a... that that was so hokey and stupid. It was supposed to totally be Green Lantern, and the executives like pulled an audible and said, "Absolutely not! You're not allowed to do that." Right. Like he had filmed the scene and filled the scene and everything, and he they said, "Nope, filled the we're not going to do it." <laughs> it was it was Rhino Reynolds. Yes, Ryan Reynolds. He was not yeah, allowed so to that, do it. So was that worse than this? The first scene he was in, where he went and talked to Lois, and was... well, that was terrible because that I wanted that scene to have been real. Yeah, I wanted so I that... wanted that that interaction between the two women. Now, yeah. now it's about this dude that slipped yeah. in there and yeah it's both bad okay so in. so the ending everybody's talking about we went back to the nightmare reality that was the dream in the first version batman cyborg mara deathstroke flash and the joker we learned so he says you, you let Lois die, and we've already heard Lois is the key to everything and all this stuff. So, I, this was ten minutes or more, and I'm like, and people are saying this is redeemed Jared Leto's Joker, and this was I, he was good in the scene; it was fine in a different context. It may have all worked, but I, it just didn't do anything no. for me. All, all it did was made him into the Heath Ledger version. version. Like, I mean, come on, look, the way he looks and everything, it was obvious that it was like, we messed up in the first version of him, so we're going to go with the original version. Ugh. It was awful. Yeah. Still better than I'm going to kill you. <laughs> that was good. Was like, what is happening? What am I watching anymore? And yet, side tangent, why was this movie rated R? There were like three f bombs that didn't mean anything, and mm. barely any more violence than a Marvel movie. So like, it, there was no reason to make a, especially to make a big deal like Snyder's R-rated cut. Because it makes it more outstanding. Again, and it's rebella. edgy. It's edgy. Yeah. It's extreme. Wait, right, it's so black and did, white. Did we all hear? <laughs> did we all hear the plan for the next movies he was going to do? I, I, Are you going well, to talk was... about the freaking <laughs> restore the Snyderverse hashtag? No, I was. I heard some version of that he admitted to that it's some, that something with. I got to think what it was. Maybe you're going to well, say, but it was something about something about them having a kid and raise and yes, wanting them to be back. That's what I was going to go with. All right, so. There's been over 1.27 million tweets. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. So we gave the Snyder Bros what they wanted, and it's not enough. They want more. They want him to be able to film his and his his follow-ups to this his movie trilogy. Well. Trilogy. So and DC has said or Warner's has said this is not happening. This is the last time, you know, but they said that before. Keep hashtagging everybody. So there was a interview in Variety magazine. And apparently there was a thing for charity. They they set up an exhibit at something in Dallas, Texas, with a forty foot dry erase board that detailed the outline of the next two movies he was going to do. So you could go to this thing in Dallas 
and 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 pay money and go up and read you know, all the the character beats and all stuff for the next two movies. So, quote, it was basically the fall of Earth to Darkseid, and then in the post-apocalyptic world, Flash and Cyborg and Bruce figure out a way to jump Flash back in time to prevent Lois's death, so Superman doesn't succumb to the anti-life equation. Okay, that all fits, right? Like we we saw Flash jump back in time. Mm-hmm. We've had references to Lois is the key to everything, and even in this one, it showed early in the movie how Flash's speed affects time, and then by the end, he's he's running around the Earth backwards like Superman. <laughs> yeah, turn back time. Um. Then the third movie was the uniting of all the forces of Earth to defeat Darkseid. It was a giant Lord of the Rings-style battle movie. Okay, so then he confirmed... Now, why is Michael left during this segment? Uh He needs to defend all this. Okay, so uh, did we notice early in the movie in Lois's drawer she had a pregnancy test? Yeah. From Force Majeure. What a freaking name for a pregnancy <laughs> test. So they teased, uh-oh, is Lois pregnant? So he confirms, this was kind of an internet rumor, so this has been confirmed. The idea was that Lois and Bruce hooked up while they thought Superman was dead. Lois becomes pregnant with Bruce's child and then lies to both Bruce and Clark and says Clark is the father. And what? we're back to Batman versus Superman. Right. Okay, so at that that's the point Darkseid kills Lois, which breaks Clark and allows Darkseid to get control of his mind and make him his minion without ever knowing it wasn't his kid. Mm-hmm. So eventually Flash travels back in time and tells Bruce he's actually the father. And Lois admits to lying. And then this time when Darkseid shows up, instead of killing Lois, Batman sacrifices himself to save Lois because it's his kid. He wouldn't save somebody if it's somebody else's kid. But because it's his kid, he sacrifices his life to save Lois, therefore preventing Superman from you know, becoming sad and susceptible to anti-life. <laughs> becoming sad. <laughs> and then so Superman can punch him to death, I guess, after right. that. So that was the plan. That's the Snyder-verse. Did you but guys? Then he, they were going to take him to the Batcave when he was got old enough, and and tell him to be Batman, you know, or whatever, because he didn't have any powers or anything. And it's like they were basically going to no power shame him into being a hero or whatever. Like, but see, this, this is where, like the other day, I was talking to Jordan online, asking him about John Burns Generation. Because um, there's an omnibus that collects volume one, two, and three. And in his story, that's what happens is that Superman, one of Superman's sons doesn't have powers. So he grows up to become like Nightwing and then Batman. Hmm. Did you guys ever watch the uh, the late 90s Superman animated adventures cartoon? Yes. Do you remember towards the end of that end of that run, Michael, when they did the yes. the whole Superman uh, gets brainwashed by Darkseid and is used to be, you know, he's like his general yeah. to take over Earth. Yeah. Didn't this points of this remind you a lot of that? 
Well, I mean, that goes back to the comic books too, because there's been very storylines that they've had that where, um, I mean, there's even a, I think there's an Elseworlds story where Superman crash lands on Apocalypse and is raised by Darkseid to be his general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like there, there's, I mean, there's various storylines of him being controlled by Darkseid to be his number one and in basically destroying earth hmm i mean i i don't know I, it was better than the original i like the casting they did but clearly the problem i think what we, all of us have is it was the story was you know crap from the get-go so where do we go for if we like we don't we can't reboot it no we still have wonder woman and aquaman and popular franchises and like flash is supposed to get his own movie so like do we just ignore this and go on to new stuff Uh, what what do they do after this well i mean that's the thing with like they said that with the i mean years ago with incredible hulk with universal is that they have figured out that you wait five years and they, and then you can do whatever you want. Like that's how long the cycle is of like, if you go from the, um, was it Eric Bana that mm-hmm. played the Hulk in the, mm-hmm. if you, like there was five years bef- between that and the next one with Edward Norton and that the Edward Norton one was so well received. So they figured out it was like, Oh, okay. So if we wait five years, we can do whatever we want because there's a whole another generation that's going to buy into whatever we're pimping out. Basically. They, so they need to make it 10 years. <laughs> don't the one thing I don't make any more. Stop making Batman Superman movies. You have, well, I mean, a, a, that's the whole, you have so many characters out there. Look at what that's Marvel's the whole argument. Done. Yeah. Right there. There's like, such better stories out there. Use you can't you don't you obviously don't know how to use Batman and Superman to make a movie. That's the problem is because it's owned by AT and T right now is that they're just looking at the main characters. They're they don't understand this rich history of characters that they have that Marvel's figured out. Like and, and nobody cared about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Look right. what happened with that. Right. And but but care about who you're hiring to make these stories because there has to be an understanding of the character, of what people like about the story, of the characters, the you know, the backgrounds of of this. It can't we can't just hire, you know, do the Star Wars thing and say we're going to hire JJ to remake, you know, the original. And because he's a name, you know, and that's, I think that's where Marvel got lucky. Maybe not having Spider-Man and right. the X-Men available. Like they had these lesser characters that people, you know, that maybe the studios weren't quite as looking over their shoulder at everything and, and could it, be more comic accurate. And it's not just a, the, it's not just a DC problem. I mean, we went through this with Transformers and Michael Bay and, I mean, there's been numerous other great franchises that they've dumped. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
I mean, they've dumped some some name that they think, well, this guy, he made this movie, so obviously he can do this. Because this stuff isn't, you know, just a brand name. It's like putting Battleship on a movie, and, like, there's no there's no source material for Battleship to, like, decide wh- how to turn it into a movie. But, like, they treat them like that. It's like, this is just a toy line. This is just a comic book. Mm-hmm. Just throw a, a hot director at it and pump out some product. Like, it's... That's that we had that for a long, long time. We had to deal with that, and I think we're finally learning our lesson. So this, this hopefully is the last gasp of that. This is a five-year-old movie, and this is maybe we've learned some lessons in the meantime. Hey, did you know what was on the? Did you, did you did you know what was on the side of the semi truck that Flash stopped from crashing? You know who the cop was. Yep. You know what was written on the semi truck? What was written on the semi truck? It was a fox. It said that the it said that Jimmy Olsen is the cop. Yeah, it said Jimmy's. <laughs> it was a fox dressed up in like overalls. It was like a produce truck, and it said Gardner Fox, Ooh. who is the co-creator of the Flash, famous DC artist. So it had a little cartoon garden, literally Gardner Fox. So I saw some stuff too. Yeah. And that 12 mile per hour car crash that like she was literally pulling out of a parking space and the truck's like, oh no! <laughs> like it was like the most dramatic slow speed crash of it. And like she's flying through the windshield. It was it was pretty epic. Uh yeah. So uh are we four for four or uh <laughs> <laughs> or are we uh well, I don't. I think we we didn't have anything bad to say about the first three things, and we did nothing but bitch about the last one. And, and I, ironically, I like this better than Justice League. Yeah, I did too. I did. Too. <laughs> and, oh, you you completely trashed the Whedon version. It was terrible. It was terrible. This was much more. This was much better and more coherent. I just think. I I honestly think. I still, I still would have had plenty to complain about, but if it had been two, this they took this and made it in two movies, cut it right after they decide they're going to have to bring Superman back, and I, I think that that then he can keep the pace he likes to have. I, I, I think if this would have been like originally released, it would have been cut down to like if it was Zach's version it would have been cut down to like a three hour movie yeah 245 would be yeah. realistic people do it well guys as always I may be the illustrious Michael K. Easton but Cyborg doesn't fly oh you know what else he could control all of the rockets and missiles and everything in the entire world but he can't control his arm that's true <laughs> he's looking at me funny <laughs> oh no yikes <laughs> alright keep an eye on your mother box everybody my name is Jordan Love. Cliff Barnes uh, and I'm st- Stario. Bye forever. It's a me, a Stario. Do you want to be my little friend? <laughs> <laughs>
have you ever seen a starfish with a mustache? <laughs> wow. Oh, that was one of the great moments. The freaking mustache. <laughs> That was that was worth that whole uh, I don't know however long that was. Oh yeah, just that last line. Two hours. Kapow! The pop cultured podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. <laughs>